great Charles Barkley. I got a little pop quiz for you. What do I have a hard time keeping shut? <laughs> and what is my nickname? And now I got one for you. Do you know your kid's principal's nickname? Know what really matters. Know about your kid's school. And know about your kid. Find out 100 ways to know more, do more. Visit PTA.org or call 800-307-4PTA. A message from the Ad Council and the National PTA. This is Rue McClanahan asking you to support health charities that have the Humane Charity Seal of Approval. The Humane Seal identifies the very best charities. They're helping patients, providing health education, preventing illness, or conducting vital research, and they're doing these things without the use of animals. For a list of approved charities, visit www.humaneseal.org. This message brought to you by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. In the fast-paced world of today's marriage and family, aid. Nope, I have a conflict. A conflict? You wonder how it ever got this hectic. Yeah, I have a meeting. Me too. And then it hits you. You are so ready for Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family with Dr. James Dobson. Heard weekdays on this station. Weekday mornings at 7 on AM 1220, The Word. Good evening, and welcome to Transforming Lives, the radio ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. We welcome you to this broadcast tonight of Transforming Lives. We're glad to have you join our program This evening, we're coming to you live from the WHKW studios just outside of downtown Cleveland on a snowy Sunday here in Cleveland. I'm joined once again by our friends, pastors, each one, local pastors, and then we have a special guest with us tonight. We have Pastor Gus Supan here from Cuyahoga Valley. We have uh, Pastor Armin Tiffey here from Cornerstone Community. Our director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, uh, Pastor Joe Propri, will be coming And then we are pleased tonight to have a special guest with us, and that is Dr. Lance Quinn, uh, coming to us all the way from Arkansas, uh, and and pastors the church there, the the Bible Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. And we are really pleased to have our brother join us tonight, and we're uh, excited about this opportunity. I think probably in the history, as short as it is, of our radio broadcast, this is the first time that we've brought in a, uh, a live guest. We usually bring in dead guests and just uh, <laughs> see how that works. And uh, usually we have Armand in that post to be the, <laughs> the man that serves in that capacity. If you've listened to our broadcast, you know that you are welcome to call into this pastor's forum as we are firm believers in the sufficiency of the Scriptures, that mm. is, the complete and total accuracy and dependency of the Word of God to help you in the situations of life which you may be facing, whether it's depression, panic attacks, uh, whether it's uh, marital problems, problems with uh, parenting, uh, all of those kinds of issues, we believe that the Word of God uh, gives to us not only light for our feet, but a light for our path. And so we would encourage you once again tonight, if you would desire to call us, you can do so. Uh, the local number is one two one six nine zero one zero nine three three. That's one two one six nine zero one zero nine three three, and then we have a toll free number, and that number is eight 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 six seven seven 
800-926-9673. And friends, again tonight, I would encourage you to call, have opportunity to speak to pastors who would uh, guide you from the Word of God, and we are especially pleased uh, to be able to have our brother uh, help tonight as well. So thanks, guys, for being here. Hope you had a nice good Lord's. Here. Hope you had a good Lord's Day today. Amen. We uh we had a good Lord's Day at our church. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn, and uh, privileged to pastor Cornerstone uh, Bible Fellowship. And um, our brother Lance Quinn ministered the Word of God to us this morning, and it was uh, prime rib, and we were thankful uh, for that. Brother, I wonder if if you would just if we could begin tonight by maybe giving you some introduction to the to the folks here uh, in Northern Ohio, and, and um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry there uh, in Arkansas, and then we'll go in in a little bit to uh, the presidency that you hold of the National Association of Nuthetic Counselors. Well, Pastor Dunn, it's good to be with you and with these brothers for what I understand is a very, very important radio broadcast, meeting the needs of many, many people who uh, call in and uh, need help for their souls. So it's great to be with you. I've been the pastor-teacher of the Bible Church of Little Rock for 10 years, and prior to that, I spent 10 years in ministry alongside uh, John MacArthur at Grace Community Church in Southern California. And we have a ministry to all around uh, six to 900 folks who come and make the Bible Church of Little Rock their home. And uh, I have wonderful colleagues there in ministry uh, who help us in ministry there. And uh, my wife's name is Beth, and we have been married for 20 years, and we have eight children. Wow. Five girls and three boys. And uh, so we are very, very busy in the ministry at the Bible Church and at home. (laughs) So that gives maybe a little bit of a thumbnail sketch. One of the things uh, that makes this broadcast unique is is not only the fact that it's live, not only the fact that there are uh, pastors who are willing to answer questions for people who call in, but we sort of tackle difficult subjects as well um, each uh, Sunday night. In uh, in so doing, to show uh, as best as we can in a limited amount of time that the Word of God is, as we have said numerous times here in this broadcast, sufficient. And that is a qualifying issue in the church today as to whether or not uh, we can depend upon the Word of God, whether or not the Word of God speaks to us in issues that uh, we're not talking about organically um, caused problems, but in problems that are not organically caused. And you um, have the opportunity to um, be the president of the National Association of Newthetic Counselors. And we have, uh, upon occasion, taken time here uh, in this forum to talk about the sufficiency of the Scriptures and so forth. Um, but perhaps you would walk us through tonight, for those that are listening again, t- to give us a little bit better of understanding, uh, that Greek word, nutheteo, and um, why that is significant in the matter of counsel. And then we'll talk maybe a little bit more about the ministry of, of Nank itself. Well, you're absolutely right about uh, what the Scripture says, not only about itself, but what we can testify about its worthiness Mm. for the help of individuals in their lives. It is sufficient. And you mentioned uh, nutheteo, the Greek word for admonish or warn or instruct, Mm -hmm. depending on your English Bible translation. And I'm looking here at my own Bible, and I see Romans chapter 15, verse 14. There the Apostle Paul in speaking about his ministry to the Gentiles 
and their ministry to one another in the church at Rome. He says in verse 14, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and then he says this, and you are able to instruct one another. And that very word instruct is the word nutheteo, and it means to place into the minds of a person the word of God so that it so challenges and changes their thinking that then their behavior changes as a result of what has changed in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, the word nutheteo uh, comes from the word noose, the Greek word noose, which is not N-O-O-S-E, like the noose around someone's neck. It's N-O-U-S, transliterated. That's the Greek word for mind. Mm-hmm. And then tithemi, which means to be placed into. And so you take into the mind the Word of God. You place it into the mind of a person by speaking into their ears the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm. And then they, as a result of their desire for obedience and through the power of the Holy Spirit, see their lives change as a result of their thinking being challenged by God's Word. Mm -hmm. And Paul says here in verse 14 of chapter 15 of Romans that there are three things that the Roman believers uh, have in their lives. They're full of goodness, he says, that is, as a result of being regenerated by the Holy Spirit, and then filled with all knowledge. They have the knowledge of the Word of God, and because of the knowledge of the Word of God, they are able then to instruct or mm-hmm. warn or mm-hmm. admonish mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. And so this is a beautiful verse also that doesn't say that it's only the spiritually elite, it's only pastors, it's only elders or deacons who have the responsibility, but every single believer in the church has the responsibility and they have the goodness and the knowledge based upon their relationship to Christ to instruct one another. Mm-hmm. They are competent to counsel. Mm-hmm. So really, as Paul is telling us here in Romans 15, and that is a, a capstone verse um, for the matter of, of, of biblical counseling. Paul is telling us that as Christians, we have the equipment that we need to be able to counsel one another. And the, the unfortunate thing that seems to be happening in the church, at least by our uh, reckoning of that, is that people are not turning to the Word of God in order to counsel uh people, but they are turning to other sources. And, you know, Paul tells us, I think, pretty clearly in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And so this this would be the keystone issue, wouldn't it, for uh, the matters of those of us that would claim a sufficiency of Scripture uh, in terms of biblical counsel. It really does. And I'm even thinking of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 14, where mm. the Apostle Paul says, I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you. And that's our word again from that word group of, mm-hmm. of Nutheteo. Mm-hmm. I am to admonish you, he says, as my beloved children. I think there are at times a caricature of biblical counseling out of which this nuthetic ministry uh, is chiefly known today, that people assume that what we're talking about is some kind of harsh, uh, hard-hearted judgmentalism where somebody's life isn't right, it needs to be right, and uh, people uh, sort of uh, browbeat others and they uh, 
sort of, uh, as it were, beat the sense of Scripture into someone, mm-hmm. and that is not what biblical counseling is about. And Paul gives us that sense of his own sweetness toward his spiritual children here in 1 Corinthians 4.14 when he says, I don't write these things to make you ashamed, but I write them so as to admonish you as my beloved children. Mm. Mm-hmm. You remember in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, he even uses the beautiful spiritual metaphor of being like a nursing mother and an imploring father. And that's that sense of tenderness and yet that sense also of warning. You know, there's a there's a double-edged uh, sword to the idea of giving people the Word of God, and that is that at times people will need to be gently encouraged, uh, to be lovingly and tenderly encouraged. Mm-hmm. But then there are also times because they're veering off the right path that they need to be warned. Uh, they they need to they need to be told there is a dead end ahead. Mm-hmm. You do not know that it's coming. There are signposts that we call the Word of God that are telling you as you're careening by that danger is afoot. Mm-hmm. It's ahead, and there are times in which you must be warned. And yet this this kind of concept of both encouraging and admonishing, it gives people the sense in these metaphors of the imploring father and the tender mother mm-hmm. that that's what we're doing, whether we be pastors or whether we mm-hmm. be just general believers who are encouraging others in the faith. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the verses that comes to mind is along those lines Proverbs 27:6 and we used this last week as we were talking about the uh hope for the homosexual. Um and it's this idea of faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And so we feel no uh, it's it's a it's a strange compulsion today which Christians feel that they can't use the word of God because they sound too preachy or too um, narrow-minded, judgmental. judgmental. Yeah. yeah, And yet with all, it's the very thing that gives to us hope, the possibility for change, and, and all of the things coming from this, out of this root understanding of putting the Word of God into the mind. We're going to want to speak more to that, and we would again encourage you to call uh, tonight, the number 216-901-0933. And then the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. We want to uh, encourage you to listen through to the break, some resources that are available for you. And please stay tuned as we will continue more here on Transformed Lives. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. 
Call Homestead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back again to Transforming Lives, a radio broadcast coming to you live. And we want to encourage you to log on to www.bci-ohio.com for some resources. We also are excited to be able to tell you about uh, podcasting, which is available uh, for these broadcasts. And then uh, you on that website will be able to to, to uh, log on to some of the training uh, schedules that are available to you in the matters of just what we've been speaking about, becoming competent to counsel, being equipped uh, to do that. And uh, we're glad to welcome uh, into the studio with us uh, the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, uh, Pastor Joe Propri. It's good to be back on the air here with you folks. We are uh, talking tonight with Dr. Lance Quinn, the president of NANC, a pastor of and teacher of uh, Little... I'm struggling here t- uh, tonight with Little Rock and Bible Church, the Bible <laughs> Church in Little Rock, and um, we would encourage you again to call uh, into the bro- uh, the program tonight, 216-901-0933 is the local number, 888-677-9673. And Glenn, and, let's remind our listeners that uh, if they call in tonight, we have a free gift for them, a Bible mm-hmm. promise book. It's uh, topically oriented with a lot of scripture that will encourage you whatever the type of problem you may be struggling with or friends that you know. So that's free to any caller who will call us, make a comment, ask a question, or just leave their address. Take advantage of that. That's a good reminder. Thank you. And speaking of uh, calling in, we have a caller tonight, uh, Terry, calling from the great state of Ohio. Terry, are you on the line? Yes, I am. How can we help you tonight? Well, I wanted to know if you can give some advice in regards to um, a person that's in the church who's struggling uh, to make a decision whether or not to leave that church based on uh, a lot of negative uh, feelings that they have um, gotten from a lot of church, church members. And um, the reason why they feel this way is because, I don't know, um, there's a lot, it's a small church, but there's a lot of people there that feel that they want to take over. And um, this particular person feels that presence of God is not there, but yet they're bound to that particular church because of family, and, you know, they feel that 
being that they've gotten involved in different ministries, that they, you know, have to stay there because of their commitment to these ministries. But because of, you know, I guess personal reasons and a lot of um, unforgiveness towards each other um, has drawn that person away from that church. Okay. Can you give me some kind of advice to give to that person as far as using wisdom and making that decision whether to leave? And then a lot of people have said, well, if you choose to leave, then, then that's your choice. But where can I direct that person mm. as far as in the scriptures to hear from God and make that decision? Well, Terry, that's a great question. And um, it's exciting to hear you say, let's find something in the scriptures. Mm. Because oftentimes we're tempted to hear from God, quote unquote, in in ways that are very subjective, and uh, and we may not really know God's will in that kind of way with any assurity. And, and as you first started talking, I, the thought that came to my mind, I confess, was somewhat light. I thought you've got to be describing me as a pastor at certain stages of my ministry because pastors often feel that way. Mm. I want to leave because nobody likes me or things aren't going right. And we understand as pastors that same kind of mood and and temptation hits people in the pews as well. Uh, Church life can be extremely difficult, and there's only one reason for that, and that's called sin. Uh, The church is made up of sinners. And I, I would like to encourage your friend to recognize that uh, one of the principles I use, and there's many, I'm sure the brothers here will add things quickly to what I'm going to say, and I want to leave it open to them, but one of the things I always remember to tell people is, listen, I, it's not wise to make a decision to leave a covenant type of relationship just because things are not the way they're supposed to be. In other words, making a move because its current situation is difficult is usually not a wise decision because God is quite capable of teaching us some incredibly important things about life and about our character in Christ, and he's wanting to develop something in us precisely because of these circumstances. I was talking to a, a, a fellow this morning, before church, and he was telling me how difficult his marriage relationship was, and he made this astounding statement to, to me previously. He said, "He said, you know, Pastor, um, the only time I want to be around my wife is when she's not there." <laughs> and I, I, I chuckled at that, and I, and I thought, you know, I understand what you're saying, and that's the way we feel about church sometimes and other relationships. And I began to help him to see that God was determined to make him into a better and a stronger man. And this particular guy uh, is a one of those buff guys. You know, he works out. He's got a, a, a physique that I would trade for in a second. And, uh, and, and yet uh, I thought about the implication of how he appreciates working with weights and machinery, and he talked about that. He, uh, he talked about he, he loved his, his time working out to help himself keep in shape. And I took him to First Timothy 4, 7 about the discipline toward godliness, which is far more beneficial. Mm-hmm. And Terry, I, I began to help him to see that in one sense, not to demean his wife at all, because uh, I wanted to say, you know, your, your wife, uh, I'm sure, is a sinner just as you are. And the problem is here is you're seeing that your wife in your mind is is a problem to you, but God wants you to see her in in far more important ways than you would a weight machine. But think about the benefit. You gain muscles, you gain your your physique by 
by working against the resistance of those machines. And you benefit greatly and you love it. In fact, you probably highly value those machines. If they started to break down, you want to oil them and make sure they were kept. Now, here's your wife who's a person, and the even the sins, the wrongful choices that she makes become that spiritual resistance that you're exercising uh, with and against, in a sense, so that you can become more spiritually disciplined. And it was a remarkable illustration that just popped right up. And, and uh, that's the way we need to approach even church relationships. Church is tough at times, and there are many pastors that are leaving the ministry. It's a major problem, and there are people that change churches, at least in Northeast Ohio. I'm familiar with a common problem. People change churches all the time and hop around, but that's not what we're to do. Now, there are some biblical reasons to leave a church. We'll probably address that other fellows will, but I'm just saying just because things are tough, that's not the reason why you would leave. Joe, I think another thing that— uh uh, you know, it's very difficult on a radio program, as we've said before, to gather uh, sufficient and adequate data. There's a lot of things that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that need to be known here. And, and I would ask, I suppose, uh, Terry, if, uh, if this person has uh, attempted to meet with a pastor to go and discuss mm-hmm. this, uh, these, these circumstances with the pastor, mm-hmm. and to, uh, I think that's a respectful thing to do. I think that's the biblical thing to do. Uh, it's so easy at times like this to not only be the victim of gossip, but it's also easy to become participants of gossip. And, and I don't know how much of that is uh, at play in here. Terry, uh, we want to thank you for calling uh, tonight. We hope that some of this has helped. I would just uh, tell you, too, that uh, there, as Joe has referenced, there are biblical reasons to leave a church, and then there are unbiblical reasons to leave a church. And, and I think if the, if the part of the problem with the friend that you're describing is not doctrinal in nature, if it, if it doesn't have something to do with the church's perspective and doctrine, there's not something amiss in that area, then just Joe's described this matter of resistance and growing is the very thing that God may providentially be doing in the life of your friend uh, in their commitment uh, to church. And I would just recommend this book to you. It's called Life in the Father's House, by Dr. Wayne Mack, Mm -hmm. and I think you would find some good help, and your friend would find some good help, and he addresses in that book, when is it right to leave a church? What what constitutes the right time to leave a church? And I think that that would be a a helpful resource uh, for you. Uh, Terry, we want you to hang on to the line, because we would like to give you a, um, a free book for calling, that is the Bible Promise Book, and so if you would just hang on, uh, the uh, uh, producers will get your name and address, okay? Thank you for calling. We want to go to line two now, and we have Marilyn uh, calling us from Warren, Ohio. Marilyn, good evening. Hello, Marilyn. Hello. How are you, Marilyn? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. Thanks so much for calling tonight. Thank you, too, for taking my call. Absolutely. Do you have a question for us? No, I just wanted to share something, if it'd be okay, regarding to what you guys were speaking on tonight. Sure. I just wanted to share, like um, like I said, I just got in the middle of your program tonight, but I've enjoyed every bit of it that I've got to hear. And I don't want to be along my phone might go dead here because it needs charge, so I can't be on very long. But okay. I'll hang up after I say what I want, and then you guys can comment if it's okay. Sure. I, I wanted to say to you folks, I enjoyed your program, and... I've just learned in my walk with the Lord, and I've got so much to be learning, of course, but as you were speaking tonight about sharing the Word and giving the Word out, and, you know, I just wanted to share that when you give the Word out, whether it be an encouragement for someone or just sharing something that maybe they need to know, and 
and you know that the Lord would would want you to share with them. And the Lord has been put on my heart lately to share the word and speak the scripture as to what He would you know let you share with them, but to season it with love. Amen. And Amen. when you do this, it just does all that God has for it to do mm-hmm. to that individual. And I find this is so so important. And uh, it's just so beautiful, and it, it it gives God the glory, you know, into what is in that matter of that need at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to share that, if I mm-hmm. may, and God bless you all so richly. Marilyn, thank you. Thank you. Please, please hold on to the line. We would also like to give you the uh, Bible Promise Book, and we appreciate your call, and you remind me of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, which tells us that we are to speak the truth, but we are to do so lovingly. And that is surely our desire as we come to this radio broadcast every Sunday night, that we would be able to speak the truth, uh, present the Word of God. We find it a privilege to do so and to do it in love. And so we would encourage you tonight, if you're dealing with a, a situation in your life, you know it's not right, you know God would not be pleased with it, you maybe feel trapped by it, We would encourage you to call tonight that uh, we would be able to guide you through the Word of God to the best of our ability here on the air. And the number that you may do so locally is 216-901-0933. And then the toll-free number is 888-677-9673. We do have our guest with us tonight, Dr. Lance Quinn, and we're anticipating more dialogue with him right after this break. And so we would encourage you to listen to the resources that are offered here Uh, in this next two-minute break, and join us back here for Transforming Lives. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care.
Welcome back to Transforming Lives. We're so thankful to be able to speak with you tonight through the radio to promote God's Word. We count it a privilege. We want you to know that. We are uh, anticipating uh, callers tonight, and you can call again the local number, 216-901-0933, and the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. We are glad to have Dr. Lance Quinn with us tonight, helping us to uh, be guided by God's Word to those that are calling, and also having some opportunity to speak of the National Association of Neuthetic Counselors. We're glad to welcome Chris, who's calling from Cleveland, uh, on the line tonight, Chris. Welcome to Transforming Lives. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. I, was, uh, I just had a, I had a question. I, you know, I'm prior Navy, and I was, a, you know, took a contract out in Kuwait for a year, and you know, went through a divorce and everything else. And my mm. dad is, uh, about, well, pretty much about to become uh, pastor emeritus for a Lutheran church, and uh, he's out towards Ashland County. Uh-huh. Um, and the big question: I have a five-year-old. And the big question that I had was, you know, my parents have seen my daughter like a total of three times, you know, her entire life. And I've been out in Virginia and North Carolina and all over the world. And uh, she's about an hour away. And the big question I have is, with a man that's been ordained as, you know, a Lutheran pastor, how can he preach to the masses about family when he can't even see his? When he can't even see his own we, family, we his granddaughter. pretty much just refused to even see his. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to sound disgruntled or anything like that. I mean, it's just a very big question because, in the meantime, you know, just the custody battle with this alone. You know, I've been raked over the coals in this thing. Yeah, you, it was just you feel solo and you question your you know faith in God and mm. you know for one, I mean, it, it's diminished my faith in an organized sense, where I look more that God's everywhere and the world's a church, mm-hmm. you know, and every day is Sunday. I mean, he sees you doing everything before you get dressed up and go into a, you know, church. And it's just being a pastor, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, and pretty much just seeing how, you know, being raised within the church, the big question I have is, you know, a lot of the congregation members that I've seen, you know, growing up tend to judge you instead of themselves, you know, in the eyes of God. And I just, you know, I question that. I just have a lot of questions with that, because when you talk to, you know, any, I've talked to Muslims and everything, and, you know, it's just sad, because it's like they use that as a crutch, more the church than God himself. You see what I'm saying? I have a question. What's the fellow's name? I didn't get Chris. Chris, Chris, I have a question. Uh, uh, this may be, you know, I hope it's not a an insult question to ask, but uh, do you know if your your father has a personal relationship with Christ? Oh, I I know that, but I mean, it's just it's just the the contradictions within themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they had a church that was down the street that you know they did the whole. They wanted it more comfortable for the families that came in. You know, they gave the kids like beanbag chairs. To, you know, sit and listen to the pastor give the children sermon and stuff like that. And in one breath, he says that, you know, that's diminishing the church as a whole, you know, where it's it's become more propaganda towards the families in the church than just the actual purpose of being there. You know, you're called to go there and say, you know, God, I did something very bad this week. Please forgive me. 
Mm-hmm. Chris, have you, have you had an opportunity to talk about this with your father? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what, is the, his, what is his response? It's just there's, you know, there's, there's too much work involved with the church, and it, it just seems that, you know, I have a brother. It just seems like he and I have been more ornaments, you know, instead of family members in, you know, the church body. How is your relationship with your father? It's diminished because, I mean, you know, I'm, my focus right now is my child. You know, and I, I'm just, it's a serious question because, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, I've, I've done wrong, please forgive me, God, but then you still have guilt of sin. So your sins, uh, personally, I feel your sins haven't even been fully forgiven because mm-hmm. you still have that guilt of what you did or what you, you know, neglected to do. Uh, Chris, this is Joe here. Are you are you saying that you're talking about your own sin or your father's sin or whose sin when you're talking general, about guilt? Just a generalized, you know... Mm-hmm. Even if, whether you're a pastor, whether you're, you know, whether you're one of the church goers, you're still a servant to God. And everybody's looked pretty much the same in the eyes of God. Well, you know, it, from what you've said, and, and um, it would be great if we had a, a time to ask you dozens of more questions, because there's a lot of gaps left in what mm-hmm. we're hearing that we'd like to know more information. First, I want to say we are compassionate toward you. And this complex problem uh, with a daughter now, and after a divorce, uh, and and I can I can personally relate to the issue of not being able to see some grandchildren because of some things that have happened. I I um, have some grief personally over that. Uh, so we empathize deeply with you, right? But what I what I want to suggest is that you begin by taking your eyes off of your dad mm-hmm. and off of people in church. Not that it they shouldn't get back there because your eyes will go back there, but you need to see it differently. Right. And what you need to do is construct a worldview based upon what the Scripture says. Right. And um, <clears throat> you'll find that one of the most difficult things I'm, I might say to you in these next couple seconds is this. Uh, a preacher, just like anybody in the pew, may be uh, hypocritical in some ways because none of us can actually live out 100% perfectly what we're preaching or what we right. claim to be. So there's an allowance you know. <laughs> in the kingdom of God for the fact that we do sin. Right. It's now, original when, sin. I mean, you're baptized, you know, to hopefully wash away that original sin. But I'm saying, I, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off by no means. No, that's, that's all right. Listen, the original sin issue right now, I'd like to just set aside and just remind us that when the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, That if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So one of the things we must do if we have a heart that's been changed by God and we have genuine faith, we believe what what God says in his word. So that means if you have genuinely repented or your father or anyone else has repented and confessed their sins, God has forgiven. It doesn't matter whether we feel like we've been forgiven because uh, indeed, you know, the enemy wants to torment us and remind us. But the fact is we are forgiven. So we accept right. that and we walk in that. And what we want to do from there, and, and, you know, we don't have the you know the time to go into great detail, but uh, what we want to do from there is develop a view of what God says about the church, how it should be, and then work toward that goal, realizing that we're we're going to be doing this together with other sinners, and, and sin needs to be confronted, and as we've said, with love, gently, it does need to be confronted, and changes should happen. 
And uh, you may find yourself in a place, whether it's your father or some some other person, that uh, if the gospel isn't being preached and people aren't faithfully trying to live out the scriptures, not perfectly, but live them out, and when sin happens and nothing's done about it, and gross sin happens and nothing's done about it, then that church really is not a faithful church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We we recommend that if people are going to churches and that uh, are not preaching the gospel at all. They're not. They're preaching kind of some kind of social thing or whatever, and they never get to the issues of sound doctrine. Or they're preaching, but they don't deal with with the disciplinary issues, and they allow people to stay in gross sin. That's not the kind of church a born again believer should stay in. Should graciously find a church like that. But that doesn't mean you won't find problems in those churches too. Well, I know. I'm just saying, I mean, it's just, it seems ironic that a lot of the problems that, you know, my, like my brother and I have seen in, you know, the different parishes my dad was at, just, it was like history repeated, mm. you know, where there was a lot of, and it's sad because you go to church to, you know, to see God, you, you know, in the vision, God wants you to see him. Chris, However, this, you Chris know, this is Pastor Gus. I have a, a comment uh, I'd like to I'd like to make on this, and that is uh, you're talking to us, and really our primary con- concern is for you. Mm-hmm. We're not counseling your father. Right. So I would, well, not, not, I would encourage you. This is about my child, not my, not my uh, father. Well, you're, you're mm-hmm. hurt. Your, your, fa- your father appears to have sinned against you, and you have to overcome evil with good. Mm-hmm. You, you have to do this as best you can because you're the one that's in front of us, and that's where our responsibility is. So right. we, we, would, we would urge you. Uh, as difficult as that might be, to 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 do whatever good you can to your father, and uh, uh, so that your heart is is uh, is protected. You know, Chris, the writer of Hebrews tells us that uh, we are to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, we're all pastors sitting at this table. We're all fathers at this table. Um, we all are charged to to shepherd people. But we would recognize that our primary influence is to be in our homes and, and, and to do that with our children. Exactly, and, and that's why I called. That's a, yeah. I mean, the purpose, of my, with the whole family structure set aside with, like, my dad and everything else, the yeah. big question I have right now is the morals towards my daughter. Yeah. And that's my primary. I, I, you know, I was one of the, the contractors for the Coast Guard. I was one of the 20 painters worldwide for the Coast Guard. Uh-huh. You know, and before that, I was painting jets for the Amir, painted Blue Angels, all this other, you know, and I, I took basically like a $51,000 pay cut just to come back to Ohio because of my child. Yeah. You know, that's my primary. I got, I got out of the Navy because of my child. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm like a one-man army with this thing. Yeah. And it's just, you look at, you know, like just last week, the, what, uh, Child Services and the Ohio Fatherhood Initiative both said, we're going to help you fight, you know, because we don't see how your ex, there's, it's very complex, but we don't see how, why your ex has held your child hostage for the past two years. And the past two years, I've been pleading with my parents and pleading with anyone that is involved with my child to be able to just see her, you know, let her know who her, who her family is, because they are a very loving family. And it's just, you know, it's, there's a lot of intimidation. Yeah, I just don't understand why, how these people that do this, how they can actually just feel they're doing good within that. 
You know, how my, that's where my dad came into context. Where they just, it's like they turn their backs over something like this. But then they preach to other families to be good to your family members. Chris, I just don't understand uh, Yeah, that. Chris, all we could do is leave you with uh, the fact that um, you can't uh, control, you can't dictate. All you can do is talk to your father, try to reason with your father. And if it's something that he refuses to do, uh, then the only thing we can leave you with is that you need to please God with your with your actions, your attitudes, and your words uh, towards your father and uh, towards the situation. And that's the main thing uh, that we can leave you with. And Chris, one more thing, okay, before we get to the break, is you, you're concerned about your daughter, so are we. The best thing you can do for your daughter is teach her to love Jesus, teach her to love his church, the bride, with all of its spots, wrinkles, or blemishes. Bring her up with a positive attitude toward all of that in spite of the fact that she'll be exposed just as you've been to sin up close and personal. Give her faith in Christ, and that can be her whole new family. Yeah. If the other one fails her. Yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's, I think, the counsel I would give. Look unto Jesus for those things that others are going to fail in giving to you. And then I would just encourage you yourself to see what, where you stand in your own personal relationship to God through Jesus Christ. And it, organized religion does not a Christian make. And so I think it's important that you, you have an understanding. And you might want to consider this question. If you were to stand before God tonight, and he asked you why he should let you into heaven, what would your response be to that? And, you know, uh, Chris, I would just encourage you that you can check out the website, uh, www.bci-ohio.com, and you can also email us at transforminglives at yahoo.com if you have some more questions for us um, that we might be able to try to help you in that way, okay? And we would encourage you, uh, Chris, in these areas to look unto Jesus uh, for these things. You stay on the line, and uh, we'll give you some information about that free Bible promise book. We want to encourage you to uh, continue to listen to the broadcast. We'll be right back after this short two-minute break. Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. 
This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. want to welcome you back to Transforming Lives tonight. We are glad to have Dr. Lance Quinn with us, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing a little bit of dialogue tonight with him. And we're glad to have the callers that have uh, phoned in tonight. We trust that God will seal his word to your hearts and, and give you the guidance and direction that you need. We have a caller uh, on the line tonight calling from Berea. Carol, welcome to Transforming Lives. Uh, good evening to all of you, and how are you today? Fine, thank you. How can we help you tonight? Actually, I, I have spoken with you on occasion. I There were two things that I wanted to just mention in regards to one of the conversations, topics that you spoke about, I guess, a week or so ago, if not maybe two. Okay. And then, to, and then tonight, uh, the topic maybe two weeks ago was in reference to the homosexual and lesbianism lifestyle. Yes, and I was listening to uh, uh, Pastor Joe as he was saying how we need to look to the Bible. You know, I have talked to very uh, a lot of people in regards to this issue, and for the reasons the Bible speaks about, it would be the same as it was in the days of Noah. People choose not to really follow. They think of the Levi, Levitical uh, words when the Bible speaks in the Old Testament about Man should not lie with men. But in the New Testament, in Romans, it clearly speaks about those kinds of things, too. Yes. And I wanted just to touch base on that, because I think we've come into a situation where the Bible's prophetic prophecy is already here. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing people where they're saying you need to be politically correct. God didn't say be politically correct. He said be correct. Mm. And everything that we do, that we would do according to his word. The other thing uh, in your topic tonight, I am a minister's daughter, and I was listening to the gentleman as he was speaking Mm -hmm. about the situation uh, of his father and his family. And I just wanted to say, being a PK kid, as they all say, those kids are the worst ones. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you admitting something? Well, what I what I will admit is the fact that people have a tendency to make you feel as if you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I would always say, I am of my mother and my father. I am not my mother and my father. Mm. But I do believe the teachings, and I know that we have to come into our own. Mm. When I say that, I mean that we have to choose to serve God, follow Jesus, and not look at people. Yeah. That's that's good counsel, Carol. And we appreciate we appreciate that word, and we appreciate that for our own children. Um, just because there's pastor, their pastors' children, I like to to say something that I heard a missionary saying a long time ago. More than the pastors' children, they're the masters' children, yes. and yes. that that's really the the significant issue. Mm-hmm. Carol, thanks again for calling tonight. We appreciate your support, your concern for us here in transforming lives. We're glad you're listening, and we want to give you that free Bible promise book. So you hold on to the line, and uh, our producer will take that, take your name and address, and, and we'll be sure to get you that book. Thank you 
uh, for calling. We hope you continue to listen. I wonder, just as we uh, conclude tonight, if uh, Dr. Quinn would give to us uh, some of the distinctive uh, nature as to why we need, uh, in the culture that we find ourselves in today in the Church, an organization such as the National Association of Neuthetic mm-hmm. uh, Counselors. Well, I think, uh, Pastor Glenn, that there are many, many voices in the Church that say, this is the way to go, this is the way to live, mm-hmm. this is the way to respond to life's challenges. And frankly, um, many of those don't deliver. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there need needs to be organizations that speak the truth in love, as we talked about earlier, and yet do so uh, from both the perspective of love, but not devoid of truth. And I think that's what uh, organizations like NANC do. Uh, they speak the truth in love, and we affirm that biblical counseling is the only way that people are going to respond rightly to life. Mm. And there are so many voices out there, and we are encouraging people to respond to life in a biblical way. Mm. And that's why I think NANC and other organizations like it are are meeting a crucial need in our day. Yes. We appreciate so much, Dr. Quinn, being with us tonight. We're thankful to each one of you who have listened. If you would like more information about what we've spoken about in the matters of the sufficiency of the Scriptures, you can go to nank.org, and uh, you will find out some of the philosophy, history, and so forth of uh, this organization that uh, upholds the Word of God. Also, the Biblical Counseling Institute, which is a training arm of NANC. Join us next week for Transforming Lives. Thank you. May God bless you. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Did your pastor just take that fabulous new missionary post in Tahiti? Need a new pastor now? Quick, log on to churchstaffing.com, your online resource for church recruitment. Hi, I'm Pastor Al. Join me for live conversation on Late Night Live with Pastor Al, Sundays at 11 p.m. on AM 1220, The Word. This time last year, Terry and Carol Wilson were dreading the holidays. Not only was their budget strapped already, but with both of them working, the stress of getting everything done took a lot of joy out of the season. This year is going to be a lot more jolly, though. Would you like to know why? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Terry and Carol started their own business from home with the three-step plan. They both worked part-time after work at first. Then after a few months, Carol was able to quit her job as a receptionist and work full-time. Now she has time to decorate and she's making more money than before. To find out how you can make more money working from home, go to 3stepplan.com or call 888-366-5258. If you'd like to have more money and time to focus on the real reason for this season, you might want to look into a home business with the 3-step plan. 
go to 3stepplan.com or call 888-366-5258. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-478-5410. That's 1-800-478-5410. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Try Avacor risk-free today. Call 1-800-478-5410. 1-800-478-5410. When was the last time someone offered you a second chance to save thousands of dollars? If you owe the IRS or state at least $15,000, American Tax Relief is offering you a second chance to eliminate up to 85% of your delinquent taxes. Thousands of honest, hardworking Americans have turned to American Tax Relief for the help they need. Look, your tax problem isn't going to go away. In fact, it's only going to get worse unless you get help. Call 1-800-544-6458 for a one-time professional fee. American Tax Relief can help you get the second chance you never had before to save up to 85% on the taxes you owe. Get the second chance you deserve and save up to 85% on your delinquent taxes. Call American Tax Relief for a free consultation. 